0: welcome to consider yourself hugged i'm tammy i'm michelle i'm gracie and a hug is a gesture intended to convey a sense of care and support safety intimacy and affection and even though we can't wrap our arms around you we want you to consider yourself hugged so but welcome teresa i'm so glad you're here and we we were just chatting earlier about teresa says she doesn't have all the answers, but she has a lot of answers. So I'm so happy you're here. We've been trying for a long time to connect.
1: Yes, Toby, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for our conversation.
0: I am too. I am too. And in fact, we've had such an interesting time trying to connect that I have just received Teresa's latest bio Um, So is it okay for you if I just read through that for everyone? Absolutely. Okay, perfect. So you all who are watching on YouTube, I couldn't print it out. So technology has just messed me up all day today. So you're going to see me doing this on YouTube because I'm reading it from my screen. Um, But I'm going to learn a little bit more about Teresa as well. So Teresa's battles with past traumas, high functioning anxiety, and ADHD trapped her. In a recurring groundhog day of dis-ease, disease, distraction, and dissatisfaction. Teresa, groundhog day, that is amazing. <laughs> transformative pivot came when exhaustion, insomnia, and the struggle to be present in her own abundantly blessed life broke down. Wow, that just touches me. Driven to embrace life's potential and achieve aligned success. Teresa delved into decoding her nervous system, the law of attraction and the subconscious mind through emotional freedom techniques, hypnotherapy, and a fresh perspective on energy and manifestation. Teresa swiftly shed negative emotions and expanded her consciousness. Wow. Swiftly. I love that. This restoration brought back calm, clarity, and confidence that became a foundation of success. Teresa's book, which I didn't know about, Becoming More Me, Tapping Into Success, Subconscious Secrets of an ADHD Entrepreneurial Mom. Sorry, I couldn't say that well. Was born out of her passion to help other like-minded women on their quest to ditch anxiety, limiting beliefs, and past trauma. Readers are guided through reclaiming their power and stepping into a new paradigm, rich in self-trust, groundedness, and uplifting beliefs that empower them to manifest their greatest dreams and desires. As an EFT master practitioner and hypnotherapist, Teresa implements a unique and integrative approach to a nervous system regulation to nervous system regulation, subconscious mind work, law of attraction, and energy strategy. She has coached and guided countless clients to triumph over significant past traumas, overcome money blocks, and create next level income, improve their relationship with self and others, conquer fears, phobias, and anxieties, enhance productivity and time management, and navigate challenging life transitions with newfound ease. Teresa Lear Levine is the founder of becoming more me and host of the becoming more me podcast she lives near Washington DC with her husband Jeff there are four boys and their two yellow labs I feel like now we've been friends forever
1: (laughs) good I mean I say you read that better than people who have had it in their hand for months so
0: thank you thank you I tried (laughs) if I don't just purposely focus blah 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 But I, you know, some of those things, we already have so many things in common, like the anxiety and past emotional trauma. And I have golden retrievers, which are very similar to labs. So mine's not in here right now. So I feel very connected to you. And uh, do you mind just sharing as a beginning here to tell us whatever you feel comfortable with about your, your past experiences that brought you to this point in your life? Sure. I mean, I've, our, our past gives us so many opportunities to pivot, right? Um,
1: and my big pivot was probably about seven years ago. So, and my kids, my boys that you mentioned are 18, 9, almost 10, um, 13, and 6. So oh, they're, wow. they're they're spread out. So it was kind of right around the time that my youngest was born that... I was just realizing how much of a captive I was to my to-do list, mm. how I wasn't present the way I wanted to be, how, even though I was achieving a lot of success at the time I was in the nutrition and fitness industry, I hadn't yet made the pivot to more of like the inner work-based um, okay. coaching, but, um, I, I just, I knew something needed to change you know the high functioning anxiety was finally starting to become clear to me how i could be propelled to do all of these things and yet the fuel that was propelling me was leading me to more lack of fulfillment and You know, and it appeared like things were good from the outside, but inside I was feeling lonely. I was feeling unsatisfied. I was feeling like my potential wasn't fulfilled. And that led me to starting to do more energy psychology and becoming a master practitioner in emotional freedom techniques and really exploring the subconscious mind, because those are the things that for me ultimately set me free and nervous system regulation is something I need so badly on a day-to-day basis that I have embraced the things that have
0: helped me the most because I needed them the most. Wow. You know, it's interesting that you use the word that you felt lonely, because I think that's an interesting way to put it, that you were, you were surrounded with your family. You know, you had people, you were working in your career field, but this high functioning anxiety and just being driven and not being in the moment left you feeling lonely. And was there, And you may not remember, I always ask just weird questions, but do you remember any like moment in time where like something happened and you went, or was it a, you know, you went, Oh my gosh, I have to change. Or was it a progressive thing? Yes, (laughs)
1: all all of those things. I I love that. Moments like I can think about times when I would be like losing it with my kids or I would be yelling or I was so frazzled and overwhelmed that I wasn't showing up the way I wanted to be. And then there were also like those checkpoint kind of things along the way where it's like, hmm, I said I was gonna do this by this point in my life and it hasn't happened yet, but it's still important to me. Or like, why am I not showing up in this way? Or why haven't I found the community and the like-minded group of you know women that are like me? Why do
0: I feel like I'm like the only one that goes through this when obviously I am not? No, you're not. Well, and we didn't talk about like, I just want to mention one other thing, but our topic today is healing trauma and PTSD with EFT tapping. So if if you're watching or listening and you're like, I don't know what those letters mean, you know, we'll, we'll talk about those letters. Um, But when you, it's, it's, when you talk about your boys, one of the things, you know, I grew having grown up and been a mother to my three small children during the time when my anxiety was at its height. And then I was hospitalized in a psychiatric hospital when they were young. And somebody asked me a couple of weeks ago, if I have any podcast episodes about how my having, you know, a pretty debilitating mental illness, how that affected my children. And I was like, well, no, I don't. So I was talking to, you know, I'm in counseling, especially through after COVID, you know, life changed. But so I was talking to my counselor and I said, Hey, I was thinking about doing a podcast episode where I talked to my three children about how they have been affected by having a mother with mental illness. What do you think? And she goes, no, (laughs) but then she went, okay, let's, let's talk about this. You know, why? Um, And so I think about, I didn't have those epiphanies about really changing um, like you did when they were young. And so I think it's so interesting that part of your change is a result of your family. And part of it was about your, your career and that you did all these things. And it would be really interesting to, you know, hear your children's take on it, which could be a whole nother.
1: I actually did a two podcast series with my kids, just like kind of you're talking about doing (laughs) where I talked to them and it was just very much, it was not like my other episodes of becoming more me at all, but they each came on and they each did an individual segment with me. And one of the things we talked about was, you know, what it's been like since I've started implementing these tools versus before and things like oh. that. And also like their own, like they're, they're so deep and, you know, different in the way that they process and, you know, their take on things. We had some really unexpected and interesting conversations. And I was, I was grateful, you know, it started with my, my nine-year-old trying to help me come up with a, an episode like topic or something. And we were on a family vacation and he's like, oh, you should do a show on pizza. and. I was I was like, <laughs> what? did and you so when, did you do uh, when he came on the show he told me all the ways that pizza was parallel to the different parts like the emotional the physical the mental and spiritual body oh, and my all gosh. of this stuff and he broke it down it was genius but I was like all right let's do pizza let's see where this goes and then I knew my six-year-old would be game for it because he still actually like thinks what I do is cool whereas the older yeah. kids are like I don't want to tap I don't want to do this whatever mom's doing is probably not what I want to do and um, even my he was 17 at the time but my older was like, yeah, I'll come on. We'll talk. So all four of them, my 13 year old, my 17 year old, all of them.
0: Okay. So, you know, especially based on me saying that somebody actually asked if I had, so we need links to those to put in the show notes. So- <laughs> yeah.
1: I will give them to you. If anybody's searching for them, their episodes are called my boys, my world on the becoming more me podcast. And it's, it's too, too
0: I love it. I love it. And, and just to close that part out, my, my um, therapist, we did talk again and she, she just knows that that I'm in a little bit still of a vulnerable place coming out of COVID and some things with the kids, but she gave me some really you know safe ways to do it. And I, I really yeah. think it would have wound up exactly like you're saying, because my kids are very I think it's a
1: beautiful people. idea if you ever get around to doing it. I think it could be done in a way. Oh, it way. will. So helpful to
0: other people and a it great will.
1: memory for you to create with them.
0: Thank you. This is so good. Okay, well then off of this, <laughs> and let's, so you've talked a little bit about, you know, your, your time period of, of having these epiphanies and knowing you needed to change. So tell us a little bit for maybe even most people know what PTSD is, but we're talking about, about healing, uh, PTSD and then EFT. So maybe touch a little bit on the PTSD concept and then we'll move into the EFT
1: sure um post-traumatic stress can be really difficult for people and the thing is is that i think a lot of people think that in order for it to be ptsd it has to be something like really dramatic that has happened you know um and i know for me when i first started seeing eft which stands for emotional freedom techniques or otherwise you might hear called tapping when i first started hearing about that and it's been around since the 90s The only applications I was seeing it used for was with veterans who had severe PTSD from things they had been through in, you know, war and other situations like that. And also with like Olympic athletes or NFL players and people that are doing these extreme, you know, physical things that were like far beyond what I was looking to accomplish as a mom who was like sitting on the couch, rocking a baby, breastfeeding, just wanted to like sleep through the night, maybe lose a few (laughs) pounds, have enough energy to make it through the mid-afternoon slump. Right. How does this apply to me? So yeah, I mean, the, the fact of the matter though, is that we all have trauma. Like when I wrote my book. I focused on mini traumas. Like I didn't even get into like the worst things that have ever happened to me. But the thing is that like little things, like even when somebody.
0: Sorry, did you say mini traumas or many traumas? Mini like small, mini chunks. Like, okay, so not like, like being out in not like veteran type things, but the small things.
1: No, I focus okay. on the small things that we can all relate to and how our comparison doesn't make our suffering any less when we're actually you know suffering from whatever the severity is of our trauma. But you know, when people tell me that they don't have any trauma, I always say, you know, everyone was born and just the act of being born is very traumatic. Squeezing yourself through whatever you came through to come into this life is traumatic for all of us. And it, it starts there, you know, and some of us even have generational trauma from before we were born. So nobody escapes unscathed by some kind of trauma, but it's a matter of how we process it and how our energy system handles it. That makes a difference in how
0: we're showing up present day after it. Right. You know, you're, you're so right because, you know, my, my PTSD was related to receiving negative feedback from when I was student teaching. (sighs) Uh So it wasn't. And in fact, I have had a house burned down in the middle of the night. I've had a house break in, in the middle of the night, I've been carjacked and none of those elicited a PTSD response like that negative feedback in 1993 that I still battle with
1: isn't that crazy you want to hear something vulnerable and interesting um i do so so when when we connected about your show and i realized that there were multiple hosts it took me to like this moment where i had been interviewed on a show that had multiple hosts and it went horribly wrong and i actually Like I used hypnotherapy to break out of that, but it was just, it was like a communication breakdown where, you know, I had only spoken with one of the hosts, kind of like I only spoke with you, so I'm like, I don't really
0: know, I don't have a (laughs) relationship with these other women yet. They're awesome, by the way, but I'm sure they
1: are, and I send all my love and I wish, I hope to get to know them, Um, but it was interesting how that kind of like brought up for me like, remember when that thing happened? And, you know, essentially like the episode never got aired because what I had talked to about with one person, the others didn't feel comfortable about, even though the one approved. So it was a miscommunication on their end that ended up getting um, Mm. mirrored back to me, even though I thought, I mean, we went through the whole episode. I thought it was great. You know, we were talking just like you and I are talking right now. I think we're having a great time. And then the next day I get an email like, we're not going to air your episode. We thought it was completely inappropriate and off topic.
0: Oh gosh. And I was like, oh. And you didn't, you didn't have a like, clue during the episode. You didn't no, have. Oh,
1: everything ended cordially. Like it was like any other episode I've ever done. And I've been on over a hundred podcasts. Like it's never happened to me before. And it was such, it was very traumatic for me. Like I remember being in my therapist's office after that being like, I know I didn't do anything wrong. And yet I feel horrible like like I feel like a little kid it took me back to like times when I was put in my place unexpectedly in that subconscious mind space and I we undid it all in like one session it was amazing what a different person I walked out of that office feeling like and um (laughs) but yeah it definitely it it got me when I thought about coming on here today and I was like "Oh, oh like let's
0: see I can do it I can do it I can do it I bet people love you. I mean, thank you for sharing that because that that is a vulnerable thing to share on a show that could have gone with the other ones. And I wish they were here, but- I would have shared it if they were here too. <laughs> I know. I know. I feel like you would have shared it when they're here, but it's really a good point that when, we, when many people think of trauma, we think of the big things. Uh, what did they used to call it before with vet, uh, shell-shocked, you know, with veterans? And we think of those big things, but- trauma is unique to the person, you know, and your past experiences. And so I'm assuming when you said that you worked it through in one episode with your, with your therapist, was it was it an EFT technique that you're going to share It was actually people? hypnotherapy. It was we, hypnotherapy. We hypnotherapy.
1: Now, I also use EFT on my own to work through my own feelings with it. Um, and the reason why I use both in my practice is because they go so beautifully together. Like what feels like it's unresolved, or in my case, like when I take people through hypnotherapy, a lot of times we're revisiting things, um, you know, reviewing really, you can't revisit, you can't go back. Right. But we review a lot of things from the past. So, then we kind of rewrite things we rewire things and then if there's anything kind of left over after that session having to do with what we reviewed then we can work that out really easily with eft and kind
0: of piggyback the two modalities off of each other in multiple sessions so what i'm taking away from this part of it is we need to have another session where you talk about hypnotherapy sure i mean i can can talk about that yeah yeah well tell us a little bit if you don't mind because i think like I will tell you that I did a a tapping an EFT a tapping with Gracie who's one of the um one of my co-hosts who couldn't Hi. be here today it's been about a year ago so I I know basically what it is we did do it together as a group um but that's about the extent you know of my knowledge so I think there's a lot of people who still don't know what it is so yeah. let's Why don't you tell us a little bit about it?
1: Absolutely. So EFT is a combination of ancient Chinese wisdom and modern day psychology. And we use the meridian system in our body. So if you've ever had acupuncture, acupressure, deep tissue massage, they're all using these meridian points in your body to release energetic blockages. So the source of any dis-ease that we have, whether that is past trauma. Uh, a broken bone, a headache, or future pacing and worrying about, you know, things that may never happen, all of those things stem from energetic blockages. So when we do a round, is what it's called of EFT, um, which is probably what you did with Gracie, We focus on whatever the negative aspect is. So for example, you have a headache Mm -hmm. and you focus on that headache and you use the different tapping points. We are actually, you and I are gonna do some tapping after we're done. So what I'm gonna recommend is that listeners definitely like get what I'm going to be giving them at the end where they can come do the tapping with us on video and do it in action. Because this is a technique not to just like listen and hear about and think, oh yeah, I get it, it makes sense it's one to get hands-on with and actually experience a shift and a change. But we use nine basic tapping points. We use the side of the hand known as the karate chop point. We use the top of the head. We use the eyebrow point, the side of the eye, under the eye, under the nose, under the mouth, the collarbone, and then under the arm, kind of like where a bra strap would wrap around the side of your body. Mm -hmm. Um, And while you're tapping on those points, you are focusing on whatever that pain is and you're speaking to it so we always set things up while we tap on the side of the hand so in the case of a headache we might say something like even though my head really hurts and i have this awful headache i want to love and accept myself anyway some variation of that we say that three times and then as we go through the other points from the top of the head down to under the arm we're expressing all those negative aspects. So maybe it's, you know, it really hurts in my temples or it really hurts in the back of my head, it's throbbing, it's stabbing, like whatever the pain is, we're describing that pain, really speaking to it. And we do that three times through those points. And people will start to kind of notice a change even during that. And then you might get to a place where you're able to start kind of flipping it around a little bit and welcoming in the possibility of releasing that headache. And that might happen there towards the end. But we always rate things before we start tapping. So you would rate your headache on a scale of zero to 10, kind of like you use at the doctor's office when you're rating pain. So if you started at a eight or a nine, then when you're done doing this round of tapping, you wanna tune in again to the sensations and see where you are then, and then evaluate what's left and perhaps tap another round. But what I really love about this technique is it allows us to give voice to the negative stuff going on, which so often in today's world we are, Encouraged to kind of just float past into the land of positivity. Mm-hmm. Where <laughs> just we hang in there and be happy, right. but we can't really feel genuinely happy or positive if we don't get root the negative stuff out, like by the roots. You know, we can't ignore it. We can't suppress it. We need to give it a voice so that it can come up and out, which is what emotions really want to do. And this allows that, and it breaks those energetic blockages free. And it's actually very easy to relieve yourself of a headache or even a migraine in a short couple of rounds of tapping.
0: So it's that there's the physical tied with the psychological and what we did it for that day was a, was an anxious episode was an anxiety. episode, yeah. And I think, and here's my, you know, just full disclosure, you know, there's still some, I think there's still some skepticism on my part, which I think there probably is for a lot of people because it has a skeptical yeah i mean it's like how in the world would this would this possibly work and, and the, the the memory that i have from doing this together a year ago was it was with four three or four of us women together and it was just a tremendous bonding episode because i had just had a phone call from one of my children that was very upsetting you know my children are all grown But still, you know, that anxiety can really flare when it comes to being a mom, even when your children are grown. And so we went through it. And I don't, I don't really remember, you know, we did the rating, but my biggest memory was just doing this together as a group and how there were tears and we came together. But I don't really remember what happened with the anxiety in the moment.
1: Gotcha. You know what I mean? I I love that story because the first time that I actually conceded to use the technique myself was in a group setting. And that was right before COVID hit. And I was definitely anxious and we were working on anxiety also. But on the way to this retreat where we did this workshop, I actually, believe I got COVID. Now it was before it like really hit here in the states. It was like early February of 2020, and I just thought I was getting a cold. Only it just kept getting worse and worse and Yikes. worse. And um, so I was like, oh, I'm just gonna power through. I'm gonna like, I really want to be here. It was a weekend away from my family and my kids, and I was like, gonna be around amazing women all weekend. I was like, there's no way I'm not gonna like. I'm going how to make this work <laughs> exactly. I didn't yeah. get sick until I was there. Otherwise, no, I wouldn't have gone and put anybody in peril, even if it was just a cold or a flu. But I was already there, so we're tapping on this and. What I noticed was not only my anxiety was going down, but my COVID, cold, whatever it was, symptoms were also getting better. So my head was clearing, my energy was lifting, my sore throat was feeling better. And that's kind of the thing when you work with your stress hormones, which uh, EFT does a beautiful job with. It lowers, you know, you can lower your cortisol up to like 43% in five minutes. So, When we were working on this anxiety, yes, I was feeling a shift there, but I was also feeling it in other places. And that's the really cool thing about EFT is that it has what they call borrowed benefits. And that works within oneself, where I was you know, working on one thing, experiencing a benefit somewhere else. It also works for me as a practitioner. People always wonder like, how I can be at the end of my day and still have as much energy and you know everything else at the end of the day. It's because I get benefits even when I'm working out other people's stuff. Uh, to my To my own energy system, so it's a beautiful technique in that way, and there's science behind it. So I know it sounds kind of woo woo. The that's way that's where I, I was. It. So that was where I was
0: going next like what's but, the science behind it.
1: Yeah, so when we tap, we are sending a signal directly to our amygdala, which is that little almond-shaped part of our brain that's in charge of, you know, fight, flight, freeze, flee, fawn, all those F's, right, that, all the F's. <laughs> things up for us. Um so, you know, it it sends the signal directly there whereas with just like talk therapy or something, you're not getting into there and that allows us to resolve things emotionally physically and things a lot faster um, by by getting the message sent directly there and calming that fight or flight response as we neutralize the other things and regulate the nervous system which allows us to show up differently when we're faced with you know whatever it was that was a problem or triggered us before the next time So I gave you an example of the headache because that was a tangible thing. And for skeptics, a tangible thing is the best thing to try it on first, but this is no less effective on things that are less tangible, like money blocks or like your past traumas or like the things that you're worried about, or, you know, having phobias or things about
0: it's, you know, I almost went, I think it was during COVID i I scheduled an appointment. I think that it was this, but I don't remember exactly because I mean, I, like I mentioned to you, I know where my past trauma comes from, you know, the childhood stuff and the raising thing. And then that was triggered by that experience in the school district, but yet knowing it for all these years doesn't make it go away, you know, and it was so frustrating for me having gone through therapy and all these things and still holding on to this past trauma. So, you know, I haven't revisited it sense which is why i was so well part of the reason i was so excited to have you on today and then i i did want to ask you about like the scientific part because my my undergrad degree is in biology so i'm like a science person and then i also wanted to go to the other you know i don't want to say the polar opposite because they coexist but so i was going to ask you what you would say to someone about the science which you addressed what would you say to people um as far as a religious, spiritual point of view, like, uh, you know, my, my life, the way that I live is Christian based, but I am very open. You know, I know many people who, um, are in that church Christian world would not be open because it does feel like you said, woo woo. Can you, speak to that at all for people who might be I mean I know people of all different
1: faiths that use this this is not something that challenges anybody's religion now I will say that you know when it comes to picking a therapist people may or may not align with a certain therapist because of their beliefs and you know I never impose my own beliefs on anyone that I'm working with but that doesn't mean that they feel comfortable with you Mm -hmm. know with my beliefs, um, so it's just really a matter of finding somebody who you align with, um, you know, using the technique with, if it's something that you want to pursue. But there's absolutely nothing about emotional freedom techniques that that would go against any, you know, religious doctrines or beliefs or anything else. And I know that when I work with people, I always ask them up front, you know, kind of what their belief system is, because a lot of times, if we can, I mean, I think that anything that we do is enriched by our belief system.
0: You know, and also our
1: belief system can really screw things up and sometimes we need to rewire it. And I'm not talking about like what you believe in as far as religion or things, but other beliefs that we have throughout life that we need to rewire. But so I always like to know, you know, do you want to, you know, refer to things as as God or the universe or Jesus, or how do you want to bring that into this? Or do you want to just keep things neutral? Because there's, we can do it any which way. It's just a matter of what makes it a more enriched
0: therapeutic experience for my client. That is such a wonderful explanation because other things go in there. Um, For example, with yoga, you can do yoga, but you might, you may, or you may not want to do yoga with some of the chanting or some of that. You might just want it to be the exercise part, or you can do, I know I teach, you know, about mindfulness and meditation. And sometimes there's some pushback on that because it's an ancient Buddhist type practice. But I mean, I, I, I'm with you in that. I believe whatever can help heal us in mind and body, as far as the things that we're talking about can be incorporated no matter what you believe. And I, I love that you talked about, it's about who you work with and the trust factor and, you know,
1: absolutely. And I have, and I'll give you this link too when when I give you stuff for the show notes, but I have a whole better therapy checklist that is a whole document of things that can either make the therapy you're already doing better or help you choose somebody to work with a lot more efficiently and effectively because getting the right person to work with, whether you're doing EFT, hypnosis, talk therapy, whatever, makes a huge difference in your outcomes.
0: That's amazing. I don't think I've ever heard anyone's, no one's ever said to me before, I have a checklist. I mean, that's fantastic. So, and you'll send that specifically. So people- I will can make sure you have out. that for your show notes. Yeah. You're going to send me everything. All the things. All the things. Okay. So we've talked about a little bit about PTSD and I'm so glad that you mentioned that it doesn't have to be, you know, people can be a little bit judgmental and critical. I don't think they mean to be usually, but about what is considered PTSD, like that it has to be something big, but it's, it's based on your own brain. And so I mean,
1: I have had little things in my life almost be the reason for not having the life I wanted. Like, Mm -hmm. and when you realize that those little things almost held you back from that, you realize how big you're making them to be in here, you know, in your brain. Um, And it happens to the best of us. So I think it's almost more important to understand how the little things deserve the attention too. Because most of us know, you know, if we've been through some big trauma, we know that. But sometimes we're not giving the credit to those little things that are really, really blocking things for us.
0: That's a good point, too. Yeah, we know if we've been victimized of violent crime or we we know that. But the little things gets in there before you know it and just sets up sets up a home. So I love that. And then I think you did a really great job. of. I I hope people understand what EFT is, um, the tapping, the meridians. And I know you're going to give some links in the show notes to get in touch with you. And um, Oh, another thing I meant to ask. So do, so what I'm hearing you saying though, is you can do this virtually.
1: Yes. I work with all my clients virtually. Okay. But did you do that before COVID as I well? Did. Yeah.
0: Wow. I've always
1: coached virtually. So as a, as a mom of four, it's just the, the best case scenario for me. Right. I can easily work during school hours. My kids are old enough now that even when they're home, I can still, you know, work and accommodate my clients needs for
0: scheduling. And I don't
1: have to go anywhere, you know?
0: Yes, I know. I love that part of being able to do webinars and coaching and podcasts and all those things from the comfort of my own little place. So- Yeah, I mean,
1: love I love talking with people. I love working with people, but I'm kind of a bit of an introvert. I me too. Really, I really enjoy like my Hermity life.
0: <laughs> me too, me too. I th- that's another thing we have in common. Although I'm not sure I knew it as much until- Till I we got locked down and then I was like, hmm. Yeah, this ain't so bad. This is not so (laughs) bad. This is, you know, this is this is okay. So yeah. Although we did have to sort of get ourselves out of the house when things became unlocked. But yeah, I'm an
1: I'm an ADHD brain. I'm always entertained. I'm always curious. I'm never bored. So I don't need a whole lot of like outside help (laughs) getting excited about life or, you know, entertaining. You can do that on your
0: own. Well you have been so wonderful. Tell me is there anything else you want people to know about um PTSD and EFT uh, remembering that okay you who are listening and watching we we are going to do another episode on hypnotherapy as long as Teresa's is okay with that. But what else do you need do you want us to know about this? Just that if you
1: haven't ever tried it Give it a go because this is literally a try it on anything and also effective on everything technique. And I know you geek out on the science. So you'll appreciate that this is something that is strong enough to even affect our genes. So like there are epigenetic like changes that happen when we do this and ways that our genes are affected by this. So like it what? goes deep. It goes deep. If you're if you're a fan of Bruce Lipton or his work at all, he explains it way better than I do because he's actually a scientist. <laughs> And I'm not, but, you know, it's, it's amazing and the, we can change the way they're expressing for, you know, short periods of time and even long periods of time, depending on what we're working on. They're still doing a lot of studies on that, but there's really cool evidence out there about that. So if you geek out on science, realize like this is, this is based in a lot of science and it, it's effective and definitely go visit. You're going to be going to the sessions.com to get the EFT session, the video that Tammy and I are going to do. She's going to choose whatever she wants to work on when we're done here. I'm going to work on it with her and you're going to get to see us work through it and how it works and you're going to get to tap along with us and get a result yourself. So oh, this is so much fun.
0: Okay, fantastic. Well, then having said that, um, So Teresa, all of her information, she's going to send us her links. It will be in the show notes. We'll have her bio. Um, all of the things that she just talked to you about. So, and as we always ask every week, make sure to download, subscribe, follow, leave us comments, whether it is on the Facebook page, on the show notes themselves. If you're a woman, and I know Teresa mainly focuses on women, but this is for everybody. This is not just for women. Um, but if you are a woman and you're not part of our private Facebook page, please go there. We just have conversations that are just a little different there that no one else can see. And I think, think that's all for now I don't know if you know Teresa but we end our show by I will say and until next time and together we will say consider yourself hugged we'll see how it usually does not match up and that's just the way it is but we have fun with it so are you ready I'm ready okay and until next time
1: consider consider yourself
0: yourself hugged hugged. you are perfect I was trying to go slow because most people go really slow but you went fast you're amazing